Welcome to Paving the Path. I'm your host, Shiva Mirosaini. People know me as a customer experience champion and a digital executive at Fortune 50 companies. I plan on paving the path in my show with women game changers, thought leaders, and executives touching the entire spectrum of digital transformation in healthcare. Join me in exploring the digital renaissance that's shaping healthcare today and forever, changing the future of wellness, care, and health. Welcome to another episode of Paving the Path. Today, my guest is Andrea Ippolito. She is the CEO and founder of Simply Fed. Simply Fed is a company that is democratizing access to baby feeding services, not just for the babies, but also the parents and caregivers. As you know, it takes a village to take care of a baby. Simply Fed, even though it's a very young company, has already accomplished huge milestones, including achieving innovation award for baby services, company of the year. Andrea, welcome to Paving the Path. It's so wonderful to have you. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, Andrea, you and I connected because a few months ago, and I'm sure our uh, audience relate to this, we had a major disruption in supply chain and other operational challenges regarding baby formula. There was a significant shortage in in the U.S. And uh, I remember across my family and friends, uh, people were panicking. And it was around that time that I came across Simply Fed and its very notable mission. And so that's the genesis of our connection. And so I know that even in the past few months, you guys have made very large strides and Congratulations to you and the team for all the recent accomplishments. But just to give us a high-level perspective, I guess, for our audience, tell us, uh, how did you end up here? What brought you to this moment at time, saving us essentially during a time of crisis? Thanks so much for asking this question because I, I love this because it's been, just like so many, a very twisty, windy road. So I'm a biomedical engineer by training. I'm super lucky to be the daughter of two engineers, including my incredible mother, who was or is an electrical engineer. She actually designed female astronauts go to the bathroom in space as part of the space shuttle program. So she was an incredible inspiration to me. And so she inspired me to become an engineer. Then I worked in medical devices for several years. And while I loved being an engineer, I loved thinking about the systems surrounding technology. And that's what drove me to graduate school at MIT, where my research was for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon. And this was back in 2010, you know, before the heyday of telehealth. But my research was on how do we implement and scale telebehavioral health systems of care for service members faced with post-traumatic stress. So I've been in telehealth for a very long time. I've seen the, the power of telehealth to improve access to care, especially for those that are underserved. Also out of grad school, co-founded my first company. It was called Smart Scheduling. It predicted no-shows to medical practices. And eventually that got acquired by the health IT company, Athena Health, was a product manager for a bit. And then I went to the federal government where I was a presidential innovation fellow based out of the White House Office of Science and Tech Policy. And my appointment was at Department of Veterans Affairs, which not a lot of people realize is such an innovative healthcare system. You know, they were the first ones to do pacemakers and 
tremendous innovations with prosthetics and they built their own health IT system before it was cool to have a health IT system. I don't know. Well, maybe it's not cool, but that's debatable. But you get my point. They're pioneering leaders in healthcare innovation. And when I was there, I led this initiative called the Innovators Network. But at the tail end of that, I was actually pregnant with my first daughter and we decided to move to Ithaca, New York, where at the time I joined the faculty in the College of Engineering at Cornell. And I had my first daughter and got exposed to baby feeding and the systems surrounding baby feeding. And that's what led me to found Simply Fed. Wow. I, uh, I completely relate to you on that last point. Until you are in it, you don't know how complex it is and the need and the support you as a young mom, you need in order to get through what is a very pivotal, beautiful, but also stressful time of your life. So kudos to you on that. Give us the layperson's explanation of what SimpliFed does, your role and why it's different. So what Simply Fed does is we start working with families during pregnancy and we get referrals from the healthcare system, whether that be OB-GYNs, pediatricians, family medicine, labor and delivery units, you know, other parents. That's one of the number one ways people find out about us. And we start serving families during pregnancy. We do a one-on-one prenatal education appointment where we talk about what their goals are and then create a plan that works for them based on those goals. And then after baby's born, we continue to work with parents virtually and we provide services to help them troubleshoot, you know, latching, positioning, undersupply, oversupply, how to breastfeed and sleep and pump and, and how to combo feed or, or use formula or getting the right flange size for pumping, dealing with clogged milk ducts. You name it, we work with parents. We also work with them on that transition back to work. You know, women are half the workforce now. And so we help design a plan that works for them. And here's the good news. All these services, because it's a clinical specialty and under federal law, you deserve access to these. All these services are covered by your health plan at no cost to you. And it's so connected to mom and baby health. So we're really, really proud to provide these services at no cost covered by health plans. And it's just a real honor to be able to serve the families we serve but also along the way, we're measuring various health outcomes and metrics so that we're holding ourselves accountable for quality as well. So, Andrea, as you were describing what SimpliFed does, one of the things that came to me, given my own experiences, kind of as the saying goes, takes a village to uh, raise a child and especially at those early stages You also mentioned not just the physical, but the mental health of the mom. As we know, healthcare is a very complex system, and it's also very episodic when it comes to care. What we are talking about here is a lot more holistic. We have to take into consideration the health of mom collectively, overall, family, the the environment, the conditions. Can you help us understand how Simply Fed is helping design a better experience for, for moms and their families in this journey? So with Simply Fed, we're incredibly parent-centric. And I know a lot of people say that, oh, we're patient-centric. But let me give you real examples of what that looks like from our perspective. So first and foremost, we meet parents where they're at. 
whether they're breastfeeding, formula feeding, pumping, donor milk, G2 feeding, whatever that looks like for that parent, it's really important that we do a lot of listening. And we think of our care pathway as similar to how mental health care and physical therapy works, that you don't just have one appointment and you're good. You need access to ongoing support conveniently from the comfort and safety of your own home in a setting that you feel comfortable in. So that way you can get care where and when you need it. But that way that you can trust your provider as well because you're in a setting that you're comfortable with and and also that that provider is providing culturally competent care. And so that's number one, meeting parents where they're at. Secondly, we've designed a whole care pathway with parents and also with our providers and support team members. So as we're designing our care experience, our services, our technology, whatever that is, we design it with this whole team and all the stakeholders that need to have input. Because I used to work at the VA, and I'll probably talk about this a little bit, but our secretary, former secretary, Bob McDonald, we have no hope of serving veterans unless we support our employees. And, and that's how I feel about Team Simply Fed. We think of ourselves as the backstage team in service of our, our families that we have the incredible privilege to serve. But if our backstage team isn't supported with the tools and resources that they need, and we have no hope of being able to serve the families that we're lucky to have the privilege to serve. And so as part of that, we need their inputs, not just the patient and their family's input. And so everything we do, we co-design together and we do a lot of iteration and experimenting and you know, failing forward. And the third thing I'll say is that as part of that care experience, we have our providers, our mental health providers, our lactation consultants that are delivering the services. But when you start working with Simply Fed, the very first person you meet is someone called our baby feeding ally. This is a peer mom ally. Most of our allies have had a baby in the last five years. So they are someone that knows what you're going through and they greet you via text. So when you text into Simply Fed, it's not a bot. It's a real human being it knows what you're going through. And so this Pyramon ally is part scheduler, but they're part, you know, friend, they're part helping guide you through and navigate your journey with baby feeding. And so, you know, they work with you on scheduling, but they also send the care plan following the appointment. You know, they check, check in with you in and around your due date. After an appointment, if a provider flags, hey, the family needs resources on selecting a breast pump, you know, they'll send those over. And so they're someone that you can text to really ask questions and then they'll triage those to our providers. And so that's something that we feel is, is very unique to our service. And we know the power of peer moms and peer parents and helping to deliver care that's thoughtful, but also culturally competent. That's awesome. Andrea, I wish I had that when uh, when I was going through that experience. And uh, I did look uh, far and out and I couldn't find um, exactly what you're describing. So powers to you. By the way, as we discuss all these wonderful services, is there a live example that you can share with us about, I don't know, a family or a mom or kind of a situation that really was a difficult one, but uh, you know, the team was able to 
help the family go through a major obstacle or pivotal point during their care? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll I'll give snippets of a few actually. So, you know, one of the things that we're really proud of is that we help support families in the home virtually. And, you know, one example of that with, you know, gas prices being so high this year is, you know, we had a mom text in, she's covered by our health plan, and she found out that we're virtual. And she says, thank goodness, because I don't have enough money to put gas in my car to go to another clinic appointment. You know, when you're postpartum, you you go to a lot of appointments, especially for the baby, but there's often not very many much support for you as the parent, as the mom. And so that's why we're really proud of the services because we treat both, both parent and baby, that dyad, and getting access to that care so that mom doesn't have to travel to an appointment. And whether you're in an urban, suburban, or rural area, having to travel with your little newborn nugget to another appointment is just a lot. And especially we know transportation is an issue if you don't have access to a car or gas. So that's one example. You know, secondly is, you know, we're clinical specialists and baby feeding, whether that's breastfeeding or formula feeding, is so connected to your health. And, you know, one, and we're, we're the specialists. We're, we're part, we see ourselves as part of the care team. And, you know, mom's baby was losing weight pretty, pretty dramatically in one instance. And so we were advocating for the parent to get the care and services to get another weight check and working with their care team. So, so that's another one. And then, you know, there's another example of a parent who, you know, their goal was breastfeeding and, and that was their goal. And, and no matter what your goals were there to support you and their goal was breastfeeding and they were having a ton of pain and a ton of latching issues and they were going to give up. And one of our providers, and, and that's okay, by the way, it's not giving up. It's what her, but her goal was to breastfeed and she still wanted to, but she was hurting herself and, and in pain. And, and so we're like, let's, if this is what your goal is, we'll work through it. That being said, like you do what's best for you. And we work through how to remove that pain and work with her so that she was latching and, and using the position so that she didn't have pain anymore. And, and she, her goal was to fully breastfeed and not that that needs to be everyone's goal, but we work through that with her and, and mom shouldn't be in pain. And that's a huge thing we like to work with parents on. Breastfeeding shouldn't be painful. And so that's just uh, one of many, many, many examples that, you know, the power of, of this platform and really listening and understanding the goals. Because so much we know from the data is that especially women's pain is disregarded or not listened to or put in aside. And so we do a lot to make sure we're listening and understanding what's happening with mom's health. Well, that's wonderful. Just listening to those examples, Andrea, just having that sounding board that you know has your best, they have the best intention for your health and well-being and happiness is super important. And I think when it comes to feeding your baby, whether it's breastfeeding or formula feeding, there's so much opinion out there. And there is a lot of kind of, if I may say so, shaming one way or another that is just driven by by the society for better or worse. And so to be able to really guide parents to do what is best for them while helping them accomplishing their goals is a, is a really thoughtful and meaningful mission to have. So kudos there. Let's switch a little bit. I'd love to get a reality check here. There's so much that's happening in healthcare, billions of dollars being invested in health tech and digital health. 
care delivery, especially with virtual, is 50% or so of all the investments that's happening in healthcare right now. So it's a massively vast and large opportunity and, and also an area that has been paid attention to probably the most, especially because of the pandemic. From your point of view, knowing what you know, having seen what you have seen, what kind of progress can we realistically expect in healthcare industry in the next one or two years? Well, I'm so happy you use the word realistic because I do think sometimes we, you know, throw around the words, just we're going to disrupt healthcare and transform healthcare. And after being in healthcare systems for, for many, many years and working in large healthcare systems, change doesn't happen overnight. And by the way, that's okay because it's so important that you respect the bureaucracy and design with the system. Because if you try to design without the system, then it's not going to work, right? And so in this quest, for instance, to value-based care, we need to recognize that, that that's not going to change overnight. But you know, the, the real way I'll answer this question is, you know, I've mentioned the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, a bunch of times, and the VA is the largest healthcare system in the country. And the VA, you know, if you think about it, is the, the largest payer provider out there as well. And so I think there's a lot that we can learn from the VA. And, you know, what I tell folks is if you want to see where healthcare is going, and a lot of people chuckle when I say this, but it's true. If you want to see where healthcare is going, go look at the VA. Let me give you some real examples of what I mean. VA has been doing telehealth for decades, decades. It's in, it's a part of their care delivery. You know, one of the things we say with telehealth is that telehealth is health, right? And that's our, you know, our quest that it remove the tele part of it. It, it. It's health. But VA has been doing that for decades and, and using the technology or virtual modality to extend the care to help serve rural veterans, as an example, or doesn't even matter if you're rural, just being able to provide more convenient care. Secondly, you know, VA has had a health IT system for even longer than telehealth, and they designed it with providers, and now they're transitioning to Cerner. But VA has been doing social determinant of healthcare activities, again, for decades. One of the projects that I worked on the VA is the food as medicine work. And before it was cool to call food as medicine and, and working with diabetic patients on cooking and kitchens etc. And so VA has been doing housing and the ties to healthcare again for decades. So if you want to see where healthcare is going, look at the Department of Veterans Affairs and you'll see a whole portfolio of the top funded companies because the VA has always been challenging the model. And so that's where I think healthcare is going. It's going to be a mix of in-person and virtual and meeting parents where they're at and what's convenient, our families and, and patients where they're at. So used to saying parents, but also looking at the patient's whole health, whether that be food or housing. And we know that those have incredible impacts on health. And I think those are going to get more and more included within our healthcare delivery systems. I love that, Andrea. Did you just give us the cheat sheet for future of healthcare? I love it. That's amazing. I'll be the first to go on the VA's website and check out what's happening. But it's also, I think, very reasonable, right? The government has some of the biggest programs, you know, named Medicare, Medicaid, VA program. And so across the board, probably one of the biggest funder single-handedly of healthcare and healthcare transformation. So it goes without saying that they're a big stakeholder as to what the future holds. 
Talking about future, Andrea, and I know that uh, you have raised uh, Series A funding, so congratulations on that. What is the head of Simply Fed in the next 6 to 12 months? Well, we actually raised our seed round in May. It was a $6 million seed round, so pretty pretty meaty seed round. But, you know, what's ahead is we're, we're super excited to be going live and continuing to implement health plan contracts across the U.S. So that's commercial contracts. And we have a very big national commercial contract that we're excited to announce imminently. So stay tuned for that. Medicaid contracts. We have our Medicaid license in several states across the country. As an example, we can serve all Colorado Medicaid beneficiaries. We have a United Healthcare North Carolina a community and state Medicaid contract. So if you are in North Carolina, we can help support you. And also, we have a national TRICARE contract with TRICARE East and TRICARE West. So if you're a military family, we can help support you as well. And so what we're excited is to continue to grow and scale this model with Simply Fed, but then also be looking at these metrics along the way because we know that baby feeding is so connected to your health, to sleep. And, and so we're very excited to continue to prove out with rigorous clinical studies the work that we're doing and continue to implement and scale this work across the country. So if you're interested in learning more, definitely check out our website, simplyfed.com, sign up for a newsletter or you know sign up to learn more. And we'd be happy to share information about our services, but also how you can advocate for yourself if your health plan uh, isn't covering these services. We have toolkits that you can share to advocate because this is your right under federal law. Thank you, Andrea. We are so excited to watch you grow and watch Simply Fed grow as a company and all the communities and families that it's helping. Uh, you're really uh, paving the path to a better, more inclusive and accessible future for moms and parents. So that's wonderful. Congratulations. I cannot let you go yet. I, I want to ask you one more question, especially for someone that in her heart is a technologist. What are some of the other trends, either from other industries or within healthcare that you pay attention to, to help you inform with the company's strategy, you know, funding, building the team, you know, however you get inspiration for your work. I would love to kind of get inside your head and see what other trends you pay attention to. Yeah, well, a couple of things. After the Dobbs ruling, which was a national tragedy, in my opinion, we saw how this sadly inspired this incredible energy on the importance of women's health. And obviously, I'm very biased, right? I want to run a women's healthcare company. But to take a step back, you know, women are the economic decision makers in this country. A lot of people don't think that way, but we are. So we make 70 to 80% of all consumer buying decisions. We make 70 to 80% of all healthcare decisions. And what we saw in this last election is that we are continue to be a voice to reckon with. So if you want to succeed in business, you have to take women's needs into account. And those that don't will be left behind. So like put everything aside, like supporting women isn't philanthropy. It's just darn good business. And so no matter if you're in healthcare or consumer, what, whatever field you're in, like if that's not part of your business strategy, then you're going to be left behind. So that's number one. And then secondly, I come from this background in health IT as well. And I think the mistake we make is not connecting 
consumer health care to the healthcare system. And that's a bit of a controversial statement. But with the latest and greatest health IT interoperability standards with Smart on Fire, and, I, and I'm not saying we don't have a long way to go there, but there's so much that we can do by connecting all this information to really identify trends and needs to better serve families. And obviously, I'm not the first person to say that, but we now have the tools to do it in this, so it frictionlessly, seamlessly integrates into healthcare records. And so I think that's super important to pay attention to as well. My goodness, Angie, music to my ears, everything that you said. And I think especially the last piece, we have been talking about this renaissance in healthcare for the past uh, few years, but I couldn't agree with you more. We have been scratching the surface and the best is yet to come. And uh, with that, I think SimpliFed, especially with your leadership, is in a great position to really change and shape uh, the future of healthcare, especially for moms and parents. And congratulations again on your Series C and more importantly, changing all the lives that you're contributing to and uh, improving for the better. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrea. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Tell your colleagues to tune in for all the awesomeness, then leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. See our full lineup at shiftforwardhealth.com. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. And remember, we might have a lot of work to do in healthcare, but we'll get there faster together. Thanks again.